0: yo! what's poppin'? It's your girl, the homie, Cindy, and we are here with Pell, fresh off the release of his latest album, Gravity.
1: Yes, yes. What's
0: good? We got New Orleans in the building. Yes,
1: we do. New T- Orleans. Tell me about New we Orleans.
0: I know you got that New Orleans pride.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's hard to be from a city like New Orleans and not have it. There's, there's a lot of cities like it, but no, mm-hmm. none compared to the the energy that we got and the positivity mm-hmm. i feel like you know that we have in the city so
0: describe that energy if someone was walking into new orleans next week is it this weekend for essence
1: festival uh next weekend yeah
0: okay they're walking into new orleans next weekend what should they expect
1: they should expect a good time but mm-hmm. i think like other than that uh obviously we have we have love i think we have love in the city everybody treats you like their neighbor i hear mm-hmm. sometimes people talk like you know, crazy stuff that goes on. You know what I mean. But I think that uh, every city has that. But we have a love and a unity that you know it feels familial. When they when they come to the city, it feels like they've they've been there. We treat them you know really really nice, and that's what I really like about the city. You
0: know? Where are some of your favorite places to eat over there? Mm. I just know food in yeah. New Orleans is a thing.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I like to eat at my grandma's house. What's she um, doing? <laughs> she made catfish, catfish fried red cat beans, fish. and rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Grandma Audrey. Um, What's you, Grandma? Yeah, uh, I like that. I also like, um, so I go a lot to, um, okay, so I go to Parkway Tavern for my po' Boys. Okay. Shrimp, um,
0: shrimp po' Boys is a thing,
1: right? Yeah, but I'm allergic to shrimp. Damn, how do you live going.
0: life? How do you live life? I <laughs> Look, feel like shrimp wait, I'm is one like like the best seafood.
1: I'm going to tell you something. Not a lot of people know. I'm allergic to all shellfish. Oh, and okay. I'm from New Orleans. Yeah. So I had to go to like the crawfish boils and like eat the real, corn and shit. When did you
0: realize you were allergic to shellfish though? Did you have a moment? I,
1: okay. So I realized a little too late in life, but I feel like <laughs> my parents, my parents had realized earlier. Uh-huh. I just had like, you know, certain like situations happen where it was like, you know, wasn't, it wasn't going well. It wasn't like, yeah, going you well. You felt
0: the stomach churn. And
1: like. Nah, that's like, it's different. It hit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anaphylactic shock type shit. You know okay. What yeah. I mean? No, so,
0: we, we, we all skip past so,
1: that. So don't, if next time, you know, you don't, ev- cater don't ever give thing. him shellfish. yeah it's not on his rider don't exactly do it. exactly
0: so besides the po boys what
1: else um i say i go to i go to jeans that's that's po boys again i'm, I'm a mm. po boy fan. you're a boy guy morro's which is really good larry Morrow. uh he runs a, a very good restaurant i really right. love it um i'd say my next spot my go to would be plum street snowballs cuz it's in season that's right a now name. It's yeah, like plum, plum
0: Street snowballs. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, Reginelli's for Italian. I um, for icy snow,
0: snowball kind of thing. Uh, snow cone, snow oh,
1: cone? snow, no, it's like <laughs> a snowball. It's like it's the same. Usually, I like it with the shaved ice. Okay,
0: they used to do some kind of similar shit to
1: that. you talking about like reposados and yeah, stuff like that? Yeah, but this is like better.
0: I mean, to I feel me. like everything in New Orleans food
1: well, <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> facts, facts, facts.
0: Besides the food though, what kind of spots would you go to to relax, to
1: find comfort? Uh to relax. Uh I'll hit up the studio. Um I'll, usually I hang out. Um sometimes I go by I used to go by the music shed a lot, but now I go by my homie Crucial spot, where the crucial. Um and that's really where I hang out mostly. And I'll go downtown, go by Ace Hotel. Mm-hmm. You know I mean it's it's now a little touristy. Mm-hmm. Um obviously it's ace hotel. But uh yeah, it's I, yeah, I like that spot. d and I hang out there a lot. Yeah. Um, and I hang out at people's shops, really. Union Street shop, mm-hmm. like sushi where to them. Do you like to go look Everything.
0: at, like, are those like clothing shops?
1: Yeah, they're clothing shops.
0: Do you get you find inspiration looking at clothing shops, thrift stores, that kind of way?
1: Yeah, and plus it's like the homies that run them too, so it's really like we're chilling, you know what I mean? Like a lot of times I just, I'll go over there and just kick it for like an hour. And sometimes they have studios in there, like, um, I know in like sushi and uh uh free water they have studios in there and we'll just kick it, you know. Hell so yeah. yeah.
0: So growing up in New Orleans, how did that flavor affect your childhood?
1: Mm. I feel like it affected my childhood cuz I learned a lot about music early, I feel like. Mm. Um a city that's known for its music, you know, jazz and also just uh we had a run, you know, we're still having a run. Or it's about to be a resurgence. Let me put it that way. Uh when rap, you know I mean, cash money, no limit. We had like a lot of legacy come through New Orleans of great musicians that pioneered the way, especially in the time that I was growing up during the 90s. So like, you what know, with, ca- with cash money, 99, nine, 2000. No, so oh, what, what, year, what year was year I born? born? Yeah. Oh, my God. You have, I feel like that's... I'm just kidding. 92. I wikipedia you, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> 90, 92. 92. Okay. Do you, 92. What's the math? Oh, 96. Oh, yeah. my God. I know. Congratulations!
0: Kind (laughs) of. Damn! Congratulations! That's shade.
1: No, that's 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 cool. Is that cool? Yeah, that's. I feel like I'm
0: like I feel like if it's ninety eight, it's. Because you
1: doing this, like you know what I mean? Like that's that's dope. Young and doing, you know, young and doing great shit. Same, yeah. So when
0: when did you realize you had that it factor?
1: That it factor. Okay. Um, I realized actually I realized I had that it factor when my brother told me my shit was hot. I think that what age was that? That was when I was about eighteen. 19. Mm -hmm. And I was like producing more than rapping. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember one time he sat me aside and he was actually the first person to give me um, uh, like CDs to inspire me to produce. So he gave me five albums. Like, they're still like my favorite albums. Which ones are those? Um, Harlem World, uh, The Cool. College dropout, late registration, and Fuji's the score. Ooh,
0: that's a great and list. so like
1: that's it was list. like he put me on in a way that I felt I could never come back from. Like I had to I was I became like a music stan. Like I was just into it. So, so
0: that was at eighteen before then.
1: I was listening to like NSYNC, you know, uh Backstreet Boys.
0: Interesting. Uh, and were you hearing that in your house or were you finding music through your friends?
1: That was through my brother, actually. My brother... So your brother just had the song. So, yeah, yeah, Because my parents would play, play, like, Motown mostly, you know what I mean? And uh, I feel like all of our parents did that, too. And then, you know, Frankie Beverly Mays. Like, that That was, like, that Stevie, Marvin. These were our staples. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. My mom really loves Earth, Wind, and Fire. So that's what I was listening to. And then my, ja- my dad was more on the jazz side. Um, and so, uh, you know, like, Miles... He'd play um, Coltrane. He'd play uh, stuff that I didn't even know at the time. That I think kind of shaped, shaped my music. Y- the building. Exactly, exactly. And I played. I played in the band too. So.
0: And you played You play in the band for how long?
1: Uh six years. Six years. Seven. seven years. Yeah.
0: So your your parents were the ones who put you in music first. Or oh, you definitely. Decided, I want to take a class.
1: No, my mom put me in that shit at first. At first. Did you so. like it when you first started? Yeah, I really liked it. uh- I originally wanted to p- try to play like a woodwind instrument but they had like the uh the reeds and stuff and that was really like I just thought that was gross. Mm-hmm. I was like a kid so <laughs> I was like let me play something that I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. And I wound up playing trombone. So which wasn't like the sexiest instrument. So it was kind of yeah, always that's like, that's like a, I started, as I, a little, but so it was random. too late for me when I wanted to switch because I wanted to switch to saxophone. But saxophone, um, saxophone's a dope ass
0: instrument. When, when I you know how to play, violin, it. I started playing violin at six.
1: Oh word, yeah. God, okay. Yeah, they, Congrats they, again. They what they the just, hell? They
0: just, they just threw me in it though. Yeah. Okay, so I quit. Why? I quit when I, I quit when I was sixteen. What? Man, I was, I was, I was we could have like, had you on violin I on this. So I was no. I should. I should have stuck with it. Yeah, so you stuck with your instruments. You kept playing anymore. Did you evolve into saxophone at one point? No,
1: I didn't. Okay. Uh, the only things I've picked up since then is guitar, and uh, I play a little bit of piano just for beats. But other than that, um, I'm not, you know, wilding. So then, when was
0: your tr- what was your transition into creating your own kind of music? Taking what you're lis- listening to as inspirations into your own format?
1: Um, that happened to me uh, during Hurricane Katrina. I think like um, I always. F- Find it to be like a catalyst for a lot of things that shaped shaped my mind. Um, because I was thirteen when that happened, and kind of like I I I started making beats. Um, uh, in middle school, and high school, like shitty beats, like the worst beats. Did
0: you think they were popping then,
1: though? Uh, no. Okay. Honestly, like you know, I was like a harsh critic too, cause I was like, I know, I knew, you know, sometimes you know you don't have it figured out, right. so it was kind of like I. You know, it was more of a hobby, and uh, I still was playing the trombone, so that was still like competing in terms of like, production was in the back burner for me, but um, I feel like uh, I started, I started like realizing that I could be like this new kid, so like I started like producing a lot more, and I started taking from um, what my brother was listening to at the time, like I mentioned, those five Mm -hmm. albums, that's really what shaped like my production style at first, and then... You know, I was uh, still am huge Pharrell fan. That was like everything to me. So you know, who else was,
0: inspired you production wise?
1: Um, yeah, uh of course, Timbo, Scott Starch. Mm. Um, uh, who else? I'm saying in the immediacy or like now.
0: In the immediacy, when you were back in that space, first starting to do music, and you were kind of doing, we were doing production, and you were like, okay, these guys, I want to sound yeah. like them.
1: Yeah, that I mean that was my main that was, that main was my main, that was main three like okay. I think Timbo Ferrelling yeah that was my main three and then Swiss Beats honorable of mention Every, there's so it many honorable so yeah 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 people so. always
0: leave Swiss off I'm like yo he is the truth
1: and to be honest like I knew that it was within me and I didn't think about this at the time but Manny Fresh too like 100 percent was really inspiring like um just because I felt like the style in which he had a bounce to all of his beats, but they still felt like super complex in a way that it wasn't like formulated mm-hmm. the same way that bounce records are and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I noticed that yeah. when I produce, I sometimes have like had those, that style. Those, those styles. Yeah.
0: Bring me back to, before I go back to the music side, I want to go back to Hurricane Katrina. Cool. Can you bring me back to how things were at that time for you? Um, if, you can, if that can go back to like that week
1: yeah that week was i i feel like a weird week for me a weird week for everybody but um i I didn't get it the worst I definitely you know had to gut my home but um my mom's house but what what I remember is leaving, not really being able to take anything with me. I happened to be able to take this beat machine that my dad had given me. And this is how that collided in terms yeah. of when I started producing, looking at, back at it. But um, I just remember being at my grandma's house. It was about 10 of us at my grandma's house, my cousins and I. Um, and yeah, it was a rough time. Didn't know if we were going back like, because um, my mom's fam's. From Mississippi you know I mean it was Got like it. going back and forth and then you know seeing going to watch like the news and seeing our city like it was just crazy you know and uh it, also there was like that little comic relief that came from when like you know George Bush doesn't care about black people right. the house was lit when that happened I mean
0: that's him. a moment it's a
1: moment. moment it's a moment so that That was crazy, but I just remember you know being really humbled really because we had no place to stay. I remember we had to go to like clothing drives, food drives like to get our you know food clothing um I had never had that, you know what I mean before that period, so it was different, and then it it made me respect my mom uh and a how ton did it shape more your character yeah
0: to go to go into someone who is gonna be a force and you started realize, okay, I'm a creative force, I'm talented. You're building your character yeah. with all these experiences.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um. I think it shaped my character because I was able to, like, re... I'm I'm thinking now, like, older, but, like, as a 13-year-old, like, I rebranded myself in a way, like, to be more of an artist. So it was kind of, like, I started working on the beat machine a little bit more. Yeah. Like, any friends that I had, like, uh, we would have cyphers. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I mean? uh, uh, the fir- We'd make songs that were terrible. Like, my first song, like... Was called, what was it called? It was called Monkeys in Space Suits.
0: Well, was it about monkeys in spacesuits?
1: Kind of, yeah. Cause it was it, it <laughs> the it, the acronym was M I S S for Mississippi because we had just moved to Mississippi okay. and we were called the homesick astronauts. That's so like that great, was like dude, the, cool. So homesick, like you know, missing New Orleans, but we're like out of this world type shit. You God, know, what you I'm felt that
0: you were feeling when you came up with that name
1: you were Yeah, Hell yeah. I was like, we're gonna get signed <laughs> with get this signed right name, like right for real. Right for real. Right But I didn't know how to record, didn't know how to do anything. It's like they're they're in the archive somewhere. I got you. So
0: going into the artistry and beginning that mission and that part of your journey, tell me about how you got started. How'd you
1: build your team? Um, Yeah, it was a long process. I mean, that part I feel like took oof! it's it took a long time to grow but i really met so many people at once i went to school at mississippi state university okay so graduated uh no okay no but still i feel still, it i always just ask um I yeah, yeah. Ask. no but i uh, i went to mississippi state mm-hmm. and my first week there i actually met all the people that wound up making up this collective called uh tfg which is that feel good and um we started working, uh, I met a producer who was so cold that I like stopped producing and was like, yo, can you record me, type shit. And uh, we linked up, um, started making projects together, and then all my friends from high school started making projects together. Everybody started like kind of producing or kind of writing together, and then... Uh,
0: How'd you trust people enough at that point to get into your music world? Cause before, you're doing everything on your own. Right. How'd you um, let them in?
1: Well, I mean, I thought that it was like... Uh, music's meant to be a communal thing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it kind of felt natural. Like you can't live in a vacuum, especially in college. Like I was oh, yeah. in other people's space, so it was like that's how you learn. You might steel well sharpening in this space together. Yeah, steel sharpen steel. So like I I learned from I think all of my friends and all my peers are like the best, and they were better than me. So like I felt like I had things to learn from them, and like likewise, we all felt that about each other, you know, and. uh... That's that's how I kind of invited them into mm-hmm. my circle. And then um, after that, after two years, um, decided that, you know, it was time to make this a full thing. That was a tough talk with my parents. I
0: was about to ask, how supportive um, were they in that transition? So my
1: mom is, like, both of my parents are uh, educated and definitely instilled in me and my brother. My brother graduated from Hampton. Um, shout out to Micah uh, and Indiana. Shout out to Micah. Shout out to Micah. Wait, wait. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Mike. Mi- okay, yeah. We can,
0: we can go into Micah too. Do you want to
1: talk about Micah? Yeah. We're not, we'll not, circle back Yeah, yeah, we'll Micah, circle we'll back. Talk. Circle. I'm okay. sorry. Oh no, it's uh, all good. Uh tangent. But um, yeah, so so that that conversation with my parents was weird, but they were like, Yeah, we support it as long as you can like, you know, li- like cover yourself and you know what I mean? If there's really what you want to do, go for it, you know. And uh I feel like that summer I started touring a lot in, within Mississippi. You know what I mean? Was taking whatever shows I could get. Because mm-hmm. um, you're performing and doing work and music on yeah, campus. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They
0: knew you were starting to build a buzz with this group
1: and collective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a thing where we started doing stuff um, right right from the jump and. Within like I guess like a three hundred mile radius. I mean you so.
0: have to I always say you have to start in your hometown and get your hometown to really fuck with you. Exactly. Before you go everywhere else from everybody love you. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta start with within.
1: No, exactly. And Mississippi exactly.
0: was your new home, so you had to make that yeah. your home base.
1: Yeah. So it was like after I had done enough shows and kinda had that experience under my belt, I decided that it was time to like take it on the road. Um did some shows up the East Coast. Um Were you managed at that time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um that was managed by Chris Kajalis. Yeah, oh it was cool. Chris Chris looked out for me and definitely um shaped me and Ryan Bogan who is stacks. He is the truth as a producer. We um we linked in like all three of us and the whole collective. Shout out to Fly, shout out to Justin. It's so many people in there. Shout I love out to how much Thomas. You love your team, though. Shout people out to Thomas. Shout out to all of them. Yeah, shout and out Mississippi everybody. State, you know, troop. Um so yeah, it was like a bunch uh, camp, sorry. Um, so it was a bunch of us working, and I think that like we all you know learned how to hustle together and After that tour, what happened was, um you know, labels started reaching out, we started flying out to l a um at that time, i uh like I didn't really know anything about l a so I was a little green, um, but the only thing that I knew that I wanted to do was record, so what I did is I recorded a bunch of tracks. Um, didn't Where son- were you
0: recording when you first got out here? I was
1: recording at uh, Sun. It's the Dub Room. It's called the Dub okay. Room, but it's like off of Sunset. Uh, shout out to Ryan Pate. Uh, and yeah, so I recorded a lot of demos there, and I recorded just around like in Silver Lake as well. I recorded with like Ludwig Goranson, um, who does a lot of childish stuff and crazy, you know, music producer. Um, and it really made me better. I was around so many like talented artists that um, it inspired me in a different way. because Did
0: you come out here solo or are you, coming, you came out here uh, squatted? Yeah, squatted. All those were, people I mentioned. Yeah, 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 you were yeah. all in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: but. um With the exception of a few that stayed behind in Mississippi. But um, they eventually came out here too. Because they, so, they yeah. realized this was the wave. Yeah. and so you
0: started building this wave yeah. with your team. Yeah. Are you signed to a label? I know yeah. you're, I know you're with Pulse. Yeah. So that, that's not a label
1: site that's on publishing that's on publishing yeah. okay
0: who are you with Label-wise, I'm
1: with payday and that's okay. under ultra so Whoa. yeah that's cool um and I feel like you know it's still you always hear about it you still got to act as if you're independent I mean that's still like true to me because I like to you know be have my hands in everything in a way right. like you know what I mean and I feel like um yeah uh wait I'm going back what, what are we talking about before that talking
0: no, we're here. Okay. We, we're here with it. I was asking if you're signed, and I was asking about your journey into making. Oh yeah, it make, yeah, yeah. Coming into a signed artist.
1: Exactly. Okay. So I dropped. I dropped. Floating while dreaming. Um. And that was cool. Floating while dreaming was a culmination of a lot of stuff that I recorded in L. A. And in Mississippi, and in New Orleans. At that time, um, the only place I was able to get like studio time, well, like I didn't have any money. I was working at Subway while I was still living in New Orleans, was uh. Uh, shout out to WAP, man. In 0017th, uh, everybody from Hollygrove uh, had a studio uh, at the Music Shed and they would let me record there. And so I really recorded like half of my, pro- well, not half, but like a lot of records there. And I feel like it was a good phase for me. So like um, we linked. And um, afterwards, uh, after I dropped that project, Pulse got involved. Um, so they I, realized
0: you had that pen. What? They realized you had that pen. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> pen game strong. It's pen game strong. strong. You write so, all your stuff. Yeah. Okay. Make sure they of know. Of course. What? But you're not producing all your stuff
1: anymore. Now no. Cool into the mix. No. Once again, music's communal. I feel like it's better when we're all working together. Um, but I do know how I feel about things, so that's why I think writing is still. Describe so. to
0: me the moment when you realize, okay, I'm starting to pop off.
1: Oof. Uh. Shit. The moment i'm starting to pop off. oh yeah when i when no, i do they like talking about me okay uh, you start, you start you know, feeling yourself when 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 they i think my first festivals really inspired me like that? so that was like buku okay buku really it's a hometown show you know what i mean i was inside it was like i don't know 400 500 kids because i went really early but at mm-hmm. the same time it's you know my city so everybody knows the music people are jumping i stage dive you know what i mean i go out in the crowd we're, you know, hanging out, and I felt like it was really cool because I, at the end of it, um, you know, I walked around, and I was able to be with my family and, like, people coming up to me, and that was when I was like, oh, shit, we really doing this. Hell yeah. And so we moved. It was crazy.
0: So then talk to me about the journey into gravity.
1: Journey into gravity was a long one. Uh, it took a long process because at the end of 2016, um, I, I was making a lot of adjustments, and I I started feeling like I wanted to make something more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like originally I wanted to work with new producers, I wanted to work with, like, than I had ever worked with before, and that became like the hard part of the process, because I was going through a phase where I was just like working with people for the first time uh, several times. And you know that's good for the writing aspect, but when you're trying to craft an album, it can like pull you in a bunch of different directions if you're not. Needed some Yeah, I needed to like center myself. So then I started going to New Orleans a lot more. Mm. So I started going back home way, way, way more frequently. I'm talking about like every two weeks type of shit. Really? Yeah. So like. Okay, you got
0: the you got those sky miles.
1: Yeah! Shout out to Delta. Pass? Yeah, you got a buddy pass. No, I don't have a buddy okay, pass. I, 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 you got, you got I paid to the fee for real but it's okay. quick. Yeah, okay. Uh, so you're going back home to get some inspiration. Yeah, so I, I kept going back home, and I felt like during that time it kind of shaped the sound that I would go back to LA with, because I was living in, I'm, I'm still living in LA, and I was just like, um, let me get all this going. So I recorded the first track that I recorded for the project was Petrichor, and originally that was actually going to go on the Hira Soul, uh project, mm. um, in my opinion. Um, I just knew that I wanted to condense that record and have an EP, cause I was kind of like, I wanted to make sure that I established the sound and then came right. back and like further expanded upon it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. college dropout yeah. to late registration. Definitely. You know what yeah, I mean? I, pretty going pretty back good. to that, you know wear. what I'm saying? So like, that's how I felt about it. And because of that, it took me a little bit longer than expected, but I, I'm glad w- w- with the result. You know what I mean? And It's Definitely. been like two and a half years how yeah.
0: would you describe the person on each project like what's your latest with your last dp who was that guy
1: uh with the last what do mm-hmm. you mean with
0: your last project and how you evolved into the project you just dropped gravity yeah how do you describe the evolution of you your character? oh i got you i got like, who you who was the character yeah of that project? where you was
1: know? i okay, where were you yeah oh god during that project just got, you know, I was in a lot of transition. I had my first headlining tour, um, which was like a real thug it out moment for me. For the first time, it was one of those things where I was like, um, I don't know. I was just uber focused and kind of like detached. You know what I mean? It didn't feel as like fun, it was more work-oriented. Because yeah. when you're a headliner, you you like care about yeah, you care things about differently. You're not there to just, oh, let me show up, do my sound check, and then let I'm out. out, you know what I mean? It, it was a little different, so I had to become a little bit more of a businessman uh, and get that up. Um, at the same time, I just broke up with my girl at the time, so I was going yeah. through like, ooh, you know like Sad emotional boy. things, you know Crying. what I mean? You hear it in the records. <laughs> so yeah, it was like that, coupled with that, and then um, at the same time, um, I just decided um, to start entertaining a deal, which was new to me, Mm -hmm. because all the other times that I'd had these offers, I'd shut them down first thing. You know what I mean? You want to be independent. Yeah. So I I wanted to be independent for a long time. And I I felt like um, at a certain point I wanted to add on to the team. And that's when Payday started getting involved. And uh, word to Adrian. I had just some really good conversations, and it kind of.
0: I thought, I thought it felt like it'd be a place that can be an actual home for
1: you. Exactly, exactly. I, I really, I really have like high respect, and um, you know, uh, after that, it, it it was game on. So yeah.
0: So then, becoming now the person who made gravity discuss with me the confidence level. Oof.
1: Confidence level is on Mm ten. You know, Uh, I feel like now it's just like you know you always still have things to prove but i also just wanted to make sure that people remember the sound that like i um that that is true to me and i think that that's like you know singing on all the hooks and sometimes you know singing on the verses as well but stringing in new orleans lingo stringing in that's your you know what I mean? yeah stringing in yeah that and also like just talking about Um, real everyday life and everyday struggle because I came from Floating While Dreaming, which was meant to be the the whole metaphor for that is based off of a film that I saw by Richard Linklater Mm -hmm. um, called Waking Life. So the idea uh, in that movie, it's like somebody's going through a lucid dream and um, it's like a kid going through a lucid dream and in the dream, he has this, uh, he has a bunch of epiphanies and thoughts that are thrown at him from different philosophers and like, it's all channeled through like mm-hmm. Rotoscope, which is like the way that it's shot. It's like it looks kinda like claymation, but it's like a bunch of just sliding pictures. It's really, really cool. Interesting. Okay. Um, definitely recommend. Okay. But uh but it inspired me because I was thinking about like dreamers, people that aspire to be better and people that aspire to take over. And I feel like um I wanted to make something for the dreamers, so that's why uh sometimes when it the the I g I guess you could say inspiration to the fulfillment of your dreams, the fruition of your dreams, it can feel like you're going through the motions They're essentially floating while dreaming. Definitely. That's and, how so, it yeah. that's really and so feels Yeah. And so this was meant to be that like breath of fresh air when you look up, you know what I mean? And and uh somebody that's that voice that is speaking to them and telling them that like I understand what you're going through. Like keep thugging it out. Like all about positivity really. So so that's what the first project meant to me and I wanted to make a series out of that. So the second installment of that was Limbo, which is, you know, you're kind of like, in between, you're, you're picking your path at this point because now you have enough access, enough information. You're choosing where right. you want to go. And I feel like Gravity is now like, oh, I know myself. Oh, I'm, these I'm, are the I'm things. In the, I'm in the mud. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the mud and I'm not gonna change. I'm here to stay. And that's really what Gravity is.
0: What was the most standout track for you personally?
1: On Gravity? On Gravity. Ooh. Tough. Like, I
0: really did my shit on this record. I really did my shit on this record. uh Rotation. Rotation? Why yeah.
1: rotation? Rotation just because I think lyrically that's, uh, that's something that was a little bit more vulnerable for me, especially, like, with the second verse talking about, like, you know, certain things in terms of, like uh, like, there's, like, PTSD from the campus police make you walk with cold feet when it ain't December. That was because, like, there was a time where I was riding with one of my bros, even this was at Mississippi State. And, you know, we had a situation where we were stopped and, you know, like stop and frisk situation where uh, officers like talking to us, degrading us and stuff like that. And I feel like after you have moments like that, um, it builds character. And I felt like for me to actually talk about that in a record instead of just being like, um, you know, glossing over it, um, I think that. Uh, it was important to have that record uh, on the no, album. It was important. And that's such, and that's something,
0: yeah. as you were saying, like part of your message is relating to people. Yeah. And that's something a lot of black men right. face in their college campuses, especially. Yeah. It happens to so many of my friends, especially at, like I went to USC. Today. Oh, damn. Craziness.
1: Yeah. It's craziness. Yeah.
0: But to stay on the album quickly, what was your most memorable session?
1: Oh, my most memorable session. It's a tie. Honestly, it's a tie for bitch ass session with Rocky because Rocky is a dog. Rocky is amazing. Um, he 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 built the beat so fast, and I just love I love to work with Rocky because we build off each other. It's kind of like mm-hmm. we're both sitting like we're, we're like how we are right now, and it'll be a time where he's just like making a beat, and I'm just looking at I'm rapping in his face, you know what, ah. what I mean? And then I'll like look go to my phone like you know what I mean? I'm like da da. They'll rap to him, and it'll be like, I like that. Yeah, yeah, go. You wait, say that again, say that again, and then it'll like react to the beat, like do it live. Mm-hmm. And it's just the energy is always in sync. Um, and so that was a really it's,
0: ble- it's a blessing to have producers like that who really are yeah. in the
1: corner. Who oh, no, me and Rocky undefeated, like, that's like your guy. yeah, that's that's my boy, like, uh, love Rocky, man, he's crazy. So that was a good session. That's tied with which one? Uh, that is tied with Skyfall. That,
0: yo, that record's so fucking hard, I'm brave. Ombre body on, hombre! Ombre, body that hoe, yeah. My girl, shout out to hombre. Yeah, body that song, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. tell me about that. The hook shit. is gorgeous. Um, <laughs> so how that came about? Uh, I was working with Foda Lorian, who are the producers on that, and I just linked with. Malik ninety five uh he's from New Orleans. he was out here for a while, and uh, I was kind of like showing him around the city. we were hanging out you know de whoop and I was like, yo, come by the city, I mean come, come by the city, come by the studio, and I'm gonna link you with ombre we all need to, they already know each other and stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm saying like we're all gonna link and make a record sometimes you know you talk about it, it doesn't not everybody's schedules add up, but for some reason this day it, it all all the stars aligned and uh we linked up. Um they started playing the record. We all started mumbling for a quick second. Uh uh first I you think already we already knew Ombre, right? What?
0: You already knew Ombre before
1: your first Oh yeah. I met her on the Kaylani tour. tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um yeah, two thousand fifteen. Yeah. So um we started like mumbling stuff. I think we had the verses first and then afterwards, uh Ombre sings the hook and we're just like, Yeah. Yeah,
0: that yeah, that's yeah. it.
1: That's it. that's it. And uh it was it was a beautiful moment and uh I still have like voice memos and stuff of like from the session. I'm just like that's what the record sounds like. It was a raw energy. We even have uh there's a little bit in the background of um I think us talking mm-hmm. in the, in the background. So it's cool. Yeah. Dope. Yeah.
0: And how would you say how would you want people to feel after listening to this album? Um,
1: I want people to feel positive. I think with all the shit that's going on in the world and how uh especially black people um are sometimes forced to see on social media i know i am like a lot of trauma you know what i mean i don't want to reinforce the like stereotype of having to talk from like a struggle perspective i want us to feel better about ourselves without you know um always having to feel like uh we're we're gonna be put down because we can we can always rise up and i feel like i don't want it to be a struggle olympics like oh I, I struggled harder than you or like i i went through this i went through that it's like yeah i went through these things too or maybe you know we've all experienced certain things but at the end of the day um we can set an example for everybody to think a different way and i feel like we can we can force or not force but we can inspire people to to think about you know the positive side of you know this and i just think that that's like what and being from new orleans obviously for me but but i think the overarching goal is to to share positivity you know what i mean
0: definitely yeah. and what kind of artist do you see yourself becoming
1: Oof. five years five years i see myself becoming one of the illest producers i mean obviously the best i think i also think i
0: get back in the production yes later.
1: definitely 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 i want to do that um i want to write for other people i want to executively produce other people's projects you know i i've been watching like you know quincy jones documentary you know what i'm saying and shout out to quincy he's inspiring so many people especially me um and i just feel like i want to keep raising that glass ceiling for me that's all it's about
0: oh yeah i think you're going to yeah i'm pretty positive you're going to yeah. so in terms of visuals where are the videos coming out i need some videos
1: oof we got some more when? When are they dropping? I can't say that. We're we going to see. We're going to see. I need some see.
0: dates, man. I ain't got no I dates. dates. I need some it dates. It when
1: it drop. I'm no, going to drop not this shit. That's how it
0: works when you come on the K-Vac session. I'm,
1: I'm going to drop dates. this like lemonade. Y'all not going to see this. It's just going to, all of a sudden, you're just going to see it pop up online. Like, I what need the? some kind of tea. <laughs> I need some kind of tea. You need some tea? I need some tea. That's the tea. It's, it's coming. Ah! That's That's ah! the tea. Like two weeks. I don't like tea. I like no. coffee.
0: I'm gonna, let you have that
1: one. <laughs> I'm gonna let you have that one.
0: I'm gonna let you have that I one. I'm gonna let you have that one. I have no
1: tea for you. I have. Coffee. I have coffee. Yes. Where's the coffee? Um, in my system.
0: Got it. I'll let you. I'll let you enjoy that <laughs> oh, coffee. You know what? <laughs> who else are you listening to right now though?
1: Uh, I'm listening to it. What are you excited about? I yo to be honest, I'm listening to a lot of old music. I'm, no cap. I'm just being. You're, you're not even in 2019. Well, I'm listening to like Mario, Chris Brown, yo. That's where just you're at right now? That. Yeah, Are S- you sad. SWV. You no, sad? I'm. You're not I'm,
0: sad. I feel like. Well, I feel like when you're listening to well, Mario, that's Chris Brown. a hard question? Brown, so like, like, I mean, like I feel like you're in your feelings, like deep in your feelings.
1: No, at least I'm
0: deep in my feelings whenever I put Mario on. No, braid my hair.
1: No, oh, I love that song. You I me? Mean?
0: That's, that's that's that sad yeah. like. That's a sad. That's
1: real. I, or like nike's fresh out the box that's okay. like that's more that's, that's more where you're that's at more where it. i'm at, you <laughs> where know, at like it. Okay, you yeah got it, you got it. uh just a friend you know what i mean the, the little that's cute magic. like that's that's where i'm at and swv mm-hmm. listening to that um i'm on an r&b kick right now R&B kick. yeah so I, I haven't really been listening to a lot of new releases i'm not even gonna lie so besides um, yours yeah besides mine yeah but so what uh,
0: can we expect from you sonically then
1: um out after this well are you going back into that bag what, what back is that no 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 right now i'm listening to a lot of world music actually i'm really inspired uh i took a trip a couple years ago to columbia Word. and uh that really inspired me in terms of like just what people are doing outside of the u.s and trying to like work on keeping the same sound but just expanding you know what i mean it's always going to be like pell stuff but i think that I need to have newer influences in what i do and that's that's gonna be it's gonna be of the more world yeah. yeah so that's what we're doing
0: i'm excited for you to keep going You're- We watching you over here okay we watching, you. Thank we watching you we're excited with the project everyone go stream Skyfall because that song is just so motherfucking nice. yeah.
1: thank right. you
0: thank you for coming on the kickback session thank you for having it's me it's the homie sydney with Pell. y'all